0: hello podcasters welcome to season six episode eight of jeff's podcast academy Uh, we only have two more episodes to finish up this season which is really exciting in today's episode we have with us rob J. he is the host of inside the podcast show and coffee and coding and freelance developer q and a so three different shows and two of them are of similar content and one of them is something similar to what we are doing right now it's about podcasting itself He's basically an app developer and his work was featured on various online publications like BBC, The Guardian, etc. Today's episode we are going to see all about the process of appearing as a guest on a podcast, podcast recording materials and recent events that happened in the space of podcasting. Rob J, my man, welcome to Jeff's podcast again. Thank you, thank you. Please tell us how you started your podcasting journey.
1: Uh sure so so i've been listening to podcasts since podcasts were mp3 files that you had to download and put onto your phone so like a long long time um and i and i i thought about it like a couple of times where i could do one but i was never really sure what i should do it about and one of my big things was that i didn't think any topic that i could come up with i was like i'll probably get to like five episodes and i'll run out of stuff and then i didn't want to do that um and then i came up with the idea for the coffee and coding podcast which was basically A kind of um like how i built this kind of show but initially it was going to be like a how i built this kind of show but for developers so i'd get like developers on that have built really cool apps and they talk about you know how they got into app development the apps that they built and stuff Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of how it started off and and um what i started doing basically as a way to like get through the procrastination of me actually starting the show because i was probably thinking about this for like 18 months was i started messaging people on linkedin And I was like, um, you know, I I have this idea for a show. Would you like to be on it? And as soon as one person said yes, then to me, that was like, well, I can't ask somebody to be on a show and then not do the show. So that was kind of what pushed me to do it. And then once I started doing it, I I kind of like set the ball rolling from there. I feel like you think it's a lot harder to start a podcast, especially with guests than it is. And as soon as you start Mm -hmm. doing it, like the first few guests, you find really difficult. And then after that, it's just like, well, I can get as many guests as I need and and for me the benefit of having guests was then i don't have to come up with topics i just have to find interesting people to talk to so that's kind of how it started that's really
0: nice you know the one thing which you mentioned while you know you reach out to mm. a guest and uh, you know you talk to them and you do the show so that actually held you an accountability of to do the shows continuously yeah Which is really great because a lot of people actually, uh, even myself, I, to be honest, ditched a lot of guests, to Mm. be honest, uh, you know, due to some of the personal reasons I had. But then that's his book I read. uh, He's actually the next guest I'm going to have. So that guy, you know, wrote like how much it will affect the relationship between those uh, guests and the, you know, podcasting space itself. But yeah, that's something that's really that I agree on. So just want to, just curious, you are a app developer. Yeah. Okay. You're into app development am, yeah. and all that. Why start a show relating to podcasting itself? I mean, like it's your, your ultimate
1: competitor, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally in this yeah. space,
0: mine. <laughs> it's really great, but you know, just, just curious. Why? Yeah, for
1: sure. So I think part of it, so I, I've been doing the Coffee and Coding podcast as we record this now it's July, 2021. I started it in May, 2020. So I've been doing it for like just over a year. And in that year, There was probably about two months when I was moving house where I didn't put anything out, right? Which in hindsight I would have wished I just done like small episodes, but it just it wasn't practical. I didn't even have anywhere to record, so it didn't work out. But the reason that I wanted to do it is because the reason that I started the Coffee and Coding podcast is I wanted that show. Like I wanted a show that I could listen to where somebody talks to developers about cool things that they've done and I could listen to it as a developer. And be like, oh, this is something cool. I might be interested in that. Maybe I just want to hear about, you know, how did you release your app? How did you get people to download it? How did you get featured on these different websites? And it was the same thing with podcasting. I really wanted a podcast where not just giving me tips about, you know, things that I can do for podcasting, because there's loads of shows like yours, like other shows that are really good and I listen to those, right? But there isn't a show where somebody sits down with somebody who has a podcast, at least that I've heard and talks about the practicality of podcasting. So like, you know, how did you get your start? You know, how many download numbers did you have at the start? You know, does it generate any revenue? All the podcast interviews that I've heard are very like, they're about the show and not about the journey of building that show. Um, And I couldn't find that show. And I want, like, I like podcasting. That's why I have one. And I wanted to start another one. And so the two kind of just came together. Um, And then it was the same kind of thing as the first one. I messaged someone and I was like, I'm thinking about doing this show. Well, I messaged like four or five people, I think. I, I didn't know who they were. I just knew that they had podcasts that were fairly successful and that they would make for interesting conversation. And I messaged them and I was like, this is the podcast I'm thinking of doing. This is what it's going to look like. Are you interested? And then they came back and said, yes. And so then I figured, right, well, if they're interested, then it probably other people are interested and i was interested so even if i do one season and nobody listens like i get to have interesting conversations and at the same time like Mm -hmm. me and you would probably not be having this conversation if i hadn't have started that show so you know it it works out for everyone
0: yeah and you know you're exactly right when even for one season and you know you're saying that no (laughs) one listens i mean like it took me literally i think 20 to 25 episodes until my entire, you know, stuff of this mm. kicked off because I didn't start out at, at this kind of thing. It, it really started as a different one. Then, you know, hundred episodes uh, it's been gone. So it's actually a different one right yeah. now. So, yeah, I, I can understand. And uh, so coming back to this uh, discussion, one thing I want to ask is when you mentioned like, you know, we actually reach out to guests and that makes us get content mm-hmm. from them. Yeah. That's uh, really one of yeah. the things, but even that requires some set of content, some sort of uh, pre, you know, research, or some sort of way where you know we can make the conversation yeah. interesting. How do you do that? Like, if if that's happening, mm-hmm. how do you do the proper research on the guest? I know this was actually out of the the things we talked yeah. about, but I just I'm just interesting because you started three shows, and it's not easy to you know to make sure that everything actually you are doing it properly yeah. right. Everything requires content. Yeah. So, what's your take sure. on that? So,
1: so two of the shows—I should clarify. So, two of the shows have guests. One of them doesn't, and that show is like five-minute episodes. Which, as as I don't think it's out yet, but I have a bunch of them recorded. But they're like five-minute episodes. Where that was the best way that I could think to put out the content was have short episodes because I know I can do five minutes. I don't feel like I could do thirty minutes every week. But coming back to what you mentioned about the guests. So the way that I used to approach it was I just used to find people in the app development space or related. So like I've interviewed people that are recruiters or people that are in cybersecurity, just things that people that in my industry would be interested in. And one of the mistakes that I noticed that I was making was I didn't, some of them, I had a good direction of what I wanted the conversation to be about. So I'd interview someone who has, you know, a huge YouTube following and they do courses. And so we talk about, like, how did you build your YouTube following? How did you build the courses? How did, much money does that make? You know, how did you get into this stuff? Things that are interesting. And then other ones, I didn't have a direction. So you'd listen to 45 minutes, but at the end of it, you wouldn't really get... Like, there wasn't one thing you could take away from it. It was just a conversation. And, I, and with the Inside the Podcast Studio, what I've started doing is building, like, a, a story around the conversation. So, for example, if I was going to interview you then the first thing I would do, I'd would, would be like, right, have you done interviews anywhere else? Because if you have, I want to listen to them because one, I don't want conversations to be exactly the same. So I don't want to ask all the same questions, but two, you might've just mentioned in passing something that I find super interesting. And so I, now that I have that piece of information, when I interview you, I can dig into that. And then the other thing is I would, I like, now I shape the episode. So I have in mind, like, right, I'm interviewing Jeffrey. Like, what does he do? What is his what his what is his unique thing that he knows about podcasting that he could talk to somebody else about? And then that would be what I focus the episode around. And then I would ask questions. So like we would talk about a bunch of stuff related to what you do, but then we'd be like, right, well, Jeffrey has like to me, it would be like, right, Jeffrey's had 100 episodes out. So I want to talk about how did he manage to get 100 episodes out and how did he find that and how hard was it? And then that's kind of how I approach it now, because then I know when the conversation is finished, I won't just have, te- like, I won't have a season of 10 episodes where it's just the same questions with different podcasters giving yeah. similar answers. They'll all be unique. So you need to listen to all of them, as opposed to, like, you can just listen to one and you kind of get the gist of it, and then you don't have to listen to the rest.
0: Yeah, that's that's really great insight. And, you know, that, one of the ways that I kind of refocus around that is, Trying to make sure that recent events, mm-hmm. like how people actually, uh, you know, the recent events in podcasting, yeah. because I recently kind of, you know, uh, saw a lot of uh, news pages relating to podcasting, yeah. like pod news yeah, yeah, is yeah. there, podcasting insights, yeah. you know, podcast hosts. And yeah, they really share great insights. And I've interviewed Travis, yeah. uh, you know, who the guy who actually also yeah, interviewed. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about relating to Facebook space, uh, you know, uh, relating to podcasting yeah. stuff. So yeah, that that's, that's really one of the things that I want to ask. Though. So yeah, that's been settled. Um, okay, so coming to your own domain, uh, which is your, of course, you know, an app developer. Yep. You mentioned that you are actually creating your own RSS feed. Yes. So before going into how, just tell us what is an RSS feed then. let's go. Sure.
1: So an RSS feed is essentially a, a, it's just, it's a text file that is specifically formatted so that in the case of podcasting podcast hosts uh, podcast platforms so apple apple um, podcasts, spotify podchaser all these different platforms can read that file and know in because it's formatted in a specific way they can read the file and be like right this is a podcast this is the name of the podcast this is the guy's email address this is episode one this is a description that kind of thing It's super straightforward it's literally just uh, a text file um and and yeah i'll leave it there
0: but wh- why do we need an RSS feed? I mean, like, I mean, like, on our own, to be honest, because Anchor and a lot of, uh, you know, people are actually doing yeah. that. So why do okay, we do so
1: Okay, so I guess the question is, why do I host my own RSS feed? And so the, the obvious mm-hmm. answer to that is, well, there's two obvious answers. One is because I'm a bit of a tech geek, so I thought it'd be a fun challenge. And the second yeah. obvious answer is because I'm a bit crazy, because you absolutely do not need to do that. But I have found some mm. really interesting benefits of doing it. So the reason that I started to do it was when I did my first podcast, I was, you know, I was researching everything. Like what what podcast host do I want to mm. use? What's the benefits of that? I looked at, could I host my own, um, you know, MP3 files for the episodes instead of getting a host, mm. which just worked out it wouldn't have been cost effective. So no. Um, and then mm. one of the things that I read, someone had written was if you host, if you don't host your RSS feed and, and I'll, I should caveat this with, mm-hmm. I don't believe that this is absolutely true, but it, for me it gives me peace of mind if you don't host your own rss feed like buzzsprout who is my host for podcasts um they got attacks like cyber attacks maybe a few months ago so the site was down right so you couldn't download people couldn't listen to your episodes people couldn't get your feed um i've heard stories in the past of in in the like in the past past so not recently of podcast hosts just disappearing you know podcast host pops up today people put their, put their show on there and then it disappears tomorrow and you've lost your RSS feed and you've lost your episodes. And so the easy way for me to caveat that was I'll just host my own feed. So if Buzzsprout goes down, my feed is still available, um, but it, mm. it involves some work. So the way that I do it is I have like, I do everything on Buzzsprout. Then I take my Buzzsprout RSS feed. I literally copy paste it into an RSS file mm. on my website. But what I found really useful is that Buzzsprout doesn't like the host that I use doesn't offer a way for me to add footers to the episodes. So like, say right now, Mm -hmm. I think my coffee encoding podcast has probably got like 40 episodes. Right. And I've changed the footer to say like to change the links to different, you know, social media handles. If I have a a Q and a coming up in a month, I want to add that Q and a, and it doesn't give you an option to do that for every single episode without going through each episode and cutting and pasting the new footer in. Um, but with my own RSS feed, I can literally, I wrote, I mean, it's super techie. So, but I basically wrote a script where it would just go through the RSS feed. So in Buzzsprout, all I put in is the details relevant for this episode. That's it. There's no footer, there's no, you know, follow me on Instagram or anything like that. And then I run a script that basically adds that footer to every single episode. It adds podcorn and um, pod track uh, prefixes to my URLs. So I get tracking information in there and chartable as well because otherwise you have to basically email your host and be like, can you add a chartable? So like there's benefits to do it. I would say if you're a tech person, it's cool. It's, it's not that hard. If you're not a tech person, probably don't do it. Just pick a good host that you don't have to worry about them going down. Um, But I, half of it I did because it's fun and half of it I found useful, but I'm sure there are podcast hosts out there or other platforms that could do like the cool footer and and like dynamic description and stuff type. So
0: Okay, uh, just to follow yeah. up on that is, uh, these are all for individuals, like, uh, you know, we have talked about individuals. So if you're if you're a company, mm-hmm. okay, if you're an enterprise, yeah. and someone who's thinking of, because I've seen a lot of enterprises hosting, you know, on yeah, 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 yeah. Or Bus, but hosting it on Anchor yeah. is like, that's one enterprise won't do that. Yeah. Mostly, they would host on various or captivate or, you know, things yeah. like that. So an enterprise, do you think it's beneficial that they go for uh, hosting, which is, you know, on, uh, different spaces like Buzzsprout or anywhere, or is it better that they have their own RSS? Uh, you know, what do you think is, I think,
1: for them? I think it depends if, if it's a show that is for everyone, then you should probably put it on a podcast host, um, and just leave it at that it's easier. If it's like, if you have a, if mm. like, I've had people where, um, rather than sending out a monthly newsletter for their organization, the, all their employees can subscribe to a private RSS feed and they have a podcast where they can listen to Like this is what's happening in the company this month. I think in that situation, like it's it's free to host your own um, episodes and it's free to host your own RSS feed. And because you're a company, mm-hmm. you don't have that much traffic. But the problem with hosting like your own episodes specifically is it's it gets really expensive when you have you know, 100 or 200 or 300 or 1,000 people downloading that episode, because you have to pay every time someone downloads it. So for me, it would be mm. host, your own, host your own RSS feed if you want it to be private, or if you have a really small mm. specific audience, like everybody that works for you is the only people that could listen to it. Um, or if you're like me and you're a bit cheeky and you wanna have like a fun challenge. But aside from that, I, I would recommend, like I use Buzzsprout for the new show I use, I think it's sounder.fm, um, and apparently they're yeah. pretty good. So I would
0: just pick a decent host. Nice, nice. And Sounder.fm, actually, I was about to, you know, uh, if possible, I want to interview those guys, you know, because they're actually doing a lot of things like free transcription and a lot of things. Uh, So uh, my next question was about, uh, you know, getting a record for a recording interview. I just want to do the hardware. But yeah, just to, can you just give a little brief on how
1: Sounder, like Sounder.fm works? Any tips on that? Um, So I'll be honest. So I moved. So I up. I use Buzzsprout for coffee encoding and um, when I interviewed Travis, like you did, um, I asked him who his host was He said Sounder FM, so I checked them out and one, they were cheaper than Buzzsprout and two, like you said, they give you like free transcripts, they give you a bunch of other stuff on a, on a much cheaper um, price point. So, And I think, mm-hmm. I think the free pri- price point gives you, so on Buzzsprout, if you go on the free tier, after like 90 days, your episode disappears. Yeah. On Sounder FM, it's there forever. Um, and it's only you only have to pay once you hit a certain like download amount. So it's really good if you're starting out. It's essentially free until you get a little bit of success, and then you pay, and then it's still cheaper. Um, so I haven't specifically used their features yet. I, I'm I, mm-hmm. I changed because I want the transcript thing because that would be really good for SEO. You know, you upload an episode, it gives you a transcript, you stick it on your website, and now it'll be easier for people yeah. to find your episode. Um, so I'll I'll let you know how that goes. But so far, the only thing I can say is moving from Buzzsprout. To Sounder FM was literally I just pasted in my RSS feed, and that was it. And then they copied everything over. And now when I go into it, everything's there. So
0: yeah, because in know nowadays migration is actually really uh, interesting. There aren't actually much effort that's required for the migration and uh i agree on that uh you know to be honest when i was starting this instagram page previously i was having this instagram as jb digitally i was putting out my content there okay so when when i started this a lot of suggestions came and relating to people who are doing podcasts and i'm like i found a lot of services like relating to Transcription or relating to, uh, you know, like sounder.fm, like, you know, hosting, yeah. there are tons and tons and tons of people yeah. are there. I mean, like, I never literally actually believed this much amount of stuff people are actually yeah. doing. But, you know, getting successful is actually something, uh, you know, doubtful. But yeah, I mean, like, do you have any uh, plans, like, in the future, you know, I would create something like, you know, a podcast
1: hosting platform or anything like that? Just, just... um it. For me, not particularly. I have, like, being an app developer, the only thought that I've had is some sort of podcast discovery service, because podcast discovery mm-hmm. is, like, considering how big podcasting is now, it's terrible. Like, if I didn't mm-hmm. go on Instagram yeah. and search for you know podcast like hashtag podcast and see what podcasts there are about podcasting like you wouldn't find my show i wouldn't find your show or it would have to be through some. like yeah i would only find your show because i searched for travis and it popped up or somebody suggested to me so the only thought i've had about is that and some like ideally i would like there to be some sort of way where i can be subscribed to all these podcasts that i'm subscribed to now and mm-hmm. there can be an app that goes in and is like right if you like this show jeffrey also likes this show and jeffrey also likes this other show so maybe you like this other show and then you get to find Mm -hmm. out what people are listening to that you also like and that kind of thing um but i feel like i'll see how the podcast goes because right now like that's already a lot of work um and then when i get to get to a point where it's like you know consistent and my workflows worked out then i might look into if that's possible and if that's possible i'll give it a go so
0: Please keep it in mind, you know, just send me a DM. For sure, for sure, for sure. That I would be the first yeah, guy. Yeah, for sure. You can, you can be my <laughs> first tester.
1: no worries. <laughs> that's also awesome. So
0: this is something that's interesting that we're going to talk is what we are doing mm. right now. It's the guest interview yeah. process because I actually saw one of your recent posts on Instagram where you talked about this and this and that. And I was feeling guilty, like that are something that I'm not <laughs> doing right now. <laughs> But, you know, it's, I mean, like, every everyone shows is different in a different specific way. But, you know, it's d- better to follow a general template at mm-hmm. first. So can you walk through the process on how you will do it, uh, you know, one by one? So
1: how I would conduct an interview or how I prepare for it or
0: yeah so possibly it's uh if you if it's possible like you know the pre-guest booking mm-hmm. like you know once you start yep. the booking then you have to do the research and all that stuff sure, until sure, the interview sure. is over or even because the interesting part is the, i saw the travis's story where you actually sent a mug yeah, yeah, to him yeah, yeah, you know yeah. as a gift and i so i wanted to ask like how did he do that because i've been thinking of doing it for a long time but you know sending out ge- uh, gifts to yeah. my guest but yeah so until then okay all right i'll walk you sure. through
1: the whole thing all right cool so the 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 start is obviously you have to find you like find your guests so you know depending on what niche you are i imagine you know where to find your guests and if not a really easy way to do it is you know if you have a podcasting about i don't know knitting you just find other knitting podcasts find people they've talked to and now you've got people that might also want to talk to you right and then all i do is literally either instagram or send them an email you know just tell and, and my email is like um i know a lot of people say you know you have to make it unique and all this kind of stuff and i agree with that but also i don't have time to do that so literally i have a template where i basically say hi this is who i am this is what i'm trying to do then i will add a unique part about why i want you to be the guest so you know maybe i would like you to come on the show and talk about this or i saw this instagram post i found it's really interesting that's it most times you get a response some people are like i'm too busy like i've had probably 80 percent yeses and that's without the new podcast for the new podcast that's without even being launched so i think people are willing to talk to you if they think that you're um like if they if they feel like you're going to do a good job and i think also if they think that you're fairly credible um and then from that process so like your on like your booking process is way better than mine because for you like you sent me a, a google document it had all the stuff like this is what the show's going to be like these are the questions like these are the topics i'm going to focus on are you okay with that do you want to change anything i don't have any of that so i have a link that i send um, I think tiny cow is what I use because calendly you have to pay for and tiny cow was like a one-off fee Forever for as many calendars as you want. Uh, can you spell? Yes, yeah, it's, that? it's tiny uh, t-i-n-y-c-a-l Um, and I think it was like $20 one-off payment. That was it and the reason that I did that was because mm. um, Obviously it reads your calendar. So it knows when I'm busy. So you can only book time slots that you that I'm free but also you can ask questions. So the way that I do it is if you agree to be on my show, I'll send you the calendar and I'll be like, right, you book yourself in whenever you want to do it. And on that, it will have questions. So for me, for the podcast, like inside the podcast studio, it will say, um, you know, what what's your podcast? Um, it has a couple of other questions like what podcasting topics are you particularly passionate about? So if you said to me, you know, I'm super passionate about editing, then right, I want to talk to this guy about editing. That's what the episode's gonna be. Um and a couple of other questions that kind of give me clarity of kind of where the direction of the interview should go. Um, and then in terms of the interview process, my process is literally if I'm interviewing someone today at 4 p.m. When I wake up in the morning, I'll, I'll go on Google and I'll type in their name and I'll see what other shows they've been on. I will download all of those. And basically, I spend the day just listening to that person. So I'll listen to their show. I'll listen to any interviews that they've been on because that's where you'll find out where the interesting questions are. So I can skip all the stuff that's not that interesting and I can cut right to like, all right, this guy or this girl on this show talked about this. I need to ask them about this. Um, I then write out questions that I can think of on my phone. I order them in a way that kind of would take a listener through a journey as opposed to just, you know, random questions about, you know, oh, how did you monetize your podcast? Okay, then how did you start your podcast? Like those two should be the other way around, right? And then um, once I've done that, I that's basically my interview process. And then they ju- I, I sometimes I send people an email a couple of days before just to check in. If like if you booked mm. a month ago, if you booked this week, I won't send you an email. If you booked a month ago, I'll send you an yeah. email a couple of days before and be like, are you still on board? Because sometimes you know calendar invites get lost, people get forget, they get busy, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when I do the interview, I've got my my topics on my phone. I go through those. If we start talking and you start talking about something that's way more interesting than what I wrote down, then I'm closing my phone, and me and you will just have a conversation about that, and I'll change the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's basically the focus. Um, that's it. That's finished. And then in terms of the mug, so I got that from a few people. Um, Travis actually did it. In, uh, he actually had an episode on his show where he said, "If I think I forget the title of the of the show, but it was something like um, like three ways to guarantee that your guests will share your episode, something like that." And I know from experience with my other podcasts, it's really hard to get people like you could have a huge guest, yeah. you know, they could have a hundred thousand Instagram followers and they're not going to share your podcast. So nobody's gonna know from their audience to go and listen to it. And um, and one of these things was send a gift. And I've heard other people say, you know, send a thank you note and things like that. And I think like for me, a thank you note is great, but one, most of the people I'm in the UK, so most of the people that I talk to are not in the UK. So for me to send them a thank mm-hmm. you note would probably be in the same price range as me sending them a mug. Plus the fact that I don't send thank you notes to anybody. So it's not authentic for me to send a thank you note. Yeah. Um, so I literally went online. I found a place where I could make a mug and you gave you like, you know, you could, I put my logo on there on the other side, it says I was on. So the whole thing says I was on when you turn it around inside the podcast studio and then to make it original. So I've not just like I've, I've sent out the same mug to everybody. I'll put their Instagram handle or you know, their Twitter handle or if they don't use social media, the name or something on the mug. Um, And then, yeah, because then you get the response where like one, Travis got it, he shared it on his Instagram. So there's people that will have seen that and been like, oh, what is this show? Maybe I want to listen to it. But also it builds a nice bond, right? Because I've sent him a mug. Like I was talking to him before. So I would say for him specifically, it's not a huge deal. But there's guests that I've only talked to them for the show. And we don't really Mm -hmm. have anything in common that I would talk to them outside of the topic of podcasting. But I can send them a mug hmm. and then when the show comes out with their episode I can message them and be like hey here's the stuff and and to to complete the process so what I would do when the show comes out is I will send them an email which has um pre-made uh, Instagram stories with subtitles with clips from the show that I think are interesting hmm. I'll send them pre-made posts with subtitles I'll send them images um and really anything else I can think of because in that way if they want to share the episode they don't have to do anything. They can literally click the file they want, upload it, and share. And if they don't want to share it, then that's fine. But I feel like the the lower yeah. you make that barrier to entry to get that, like to get somebody to share, the easier it is for them to do it. So.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. And you know, just just one thing, I'm curious: how much is, does it did
1: it yeah. cost the entire process? Like with this, how much? Yeah, did it that's cost? a good question. So, um, I think to send the mug was in pounds. It worked out to like thirteen pounds. Um, and so the mug mm. is probably like, so I used a website called Printful, so printful.com um, because they had mugs where you could color the inside of the mug and the handle. And it also, other websites just let you put like one picture on it and that was it. Um, so I think the mug itself was like £7. But then the shipping from wherever it is, which I think is somewhere in Europe to, to like the US was probably like 4 or £5. Um, and then I got one sent to myself because I wanted to see like, is this good quality or am I just sending people terrible mugs? Um, so that yeah, so it worked out to about 13 pounds. But for me, it's just like one, it's a nice thing to do. So even if you don't expect to get anything from it, 13 pounds is not a lot to send somebody a gift, um, especially like international. And then two, if you do get something from it, or you know, they are more willing to share your episode or anything like that, then it's a bonus. So
0: Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, I don't know why this mug sort of things is really interesting. So another question coming up, popping up again and again. Uh, Any, like, do you think, like, People would be afraid, like, you know, during this COVID situation, they don't even want to get some stuff sometimes, you know, coming from outside. I mean, like people order things a lot of times. That's different, but coming from someone else. So anything that you face so far, like, or even you have the doubt of like that, anything, anything Um,
1: else? Not me personally. I haven't faced anything like that, but I should Mm -hmm. say like the way that I get people's addresses is when the interview's finished and like, we're like this and talking, I ask them like, hey, would you be willing to give me a mail address so I can send you a gift? Um and then that way the options because if they if they say no, then that's fine, because some people, you know, their 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 mail address is their home address, and you might not want to give your home address yeah. to some stranger that you've just talked to for an hour on the internet, right? <laughs> um, but if they say yes, then they'll get a gift. So I, I feel like that kind of caveats it. But personally, no, I'm I'm not that worried. Also because like mm-hmm. like not to touch on the COVID subject, but I think the the research shows that, you know, at most it lives on a surface for a few days. So by the time that thing's been mm-hmm. packed and it's been in that box, it's probably like five days. So even if there was an issue, by the time you get it, there shouldn't be any more, so.
0: Nice, 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 that's really nice. Well, I'm, I'll be trying to use that. Yeah. So you're going to send me your mailing address. Yeah, for, for sure, time? for
1: sure, for
0: sure. <laughs> yeah, so you're my first test subject, I Awesome, awesome, I look forward to it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna try that out, sure. And you know, just uh, one thing out of this entire yeah. subject is you actually look like someone, I don't know whether you have seen this video okay. or not online. Yeah are that guy actually makes songs from facebook replies so he Whoa. sends out mes- he sends a message yeah. uh to you know hotels or yeah. something and they, they reply and he actually makes the songs That's out cool. of them I've, I've so if i find the it video i'll send you yeah it to please please you. please, please yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i've said it on my instagram but yeah you kind of uh, resemble okay, that. awesome so definitely <laughs> i will uh, send yeah, you dude. that so just one final subject before you know uh, wrapping yeah. it up is uh, regarding the recording uh, tools that we've been using so now now we're using yeah. zoom so due to a lot of reasons like uh, you know budget or you know just comfortable yeah. things uh, so anything other than like like, like riverside.fm or squadcast mm-hmm. anything which is just anything which you have experienced so yeah. far uh, anything you want to yeah mention.
1: for sure so actually both the ones you've mentioned i've used so i use squadcast i use zoom mm-hmm. to start with and um, for the same reasons like it's free and especially like I mm. started during COVID and during COVID it was free for like you know a, there was no yeah. 40 minute limit. Um but the sound quality wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um so what I did initially was I'd do a zoom call, I'd record my I I can't hear you right now. I can't hear you. Yeah, you hear me? Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Well, wow. Zoom must have got pissed off. Right yeah, no, I know. I take it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Zoom. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, how far did you hear up to? Should I should I start again? Yeah, from you have used SquadCast, uh the sure. Start. sure, sure. Yeah. So I've used Squadcast and Riverside. I used to use Zoom, um, but because of the quality, I, I decided to switch. So I switched to Squadcast, which was like SquadCast is really good, right? Um and it, it captures the audio on both sides. So it Record on your laptop. It'll record on my laptop, so we both get you know studio quality as if we were in the room. Mm. Um, but I didn't like their pricing structure because so they introduced video recently, and I don't know the exact mm. pricing. But say you know normal pricing is twenty dollars, and if you want to add video, let's yeah. say it's forty dollars. But the way that they do their billing is if if I've paid today twenty dollars for audio, and then I decide today that I want to upgrade to video. I've paid $20 this morning, when I go to upgrade, it will just charge me $40. It doesn't take into account the fact that I've already paid the previous one. And then if I wanted to get rid of that in the same month, so I've decided I don't want to use Squadcast anymore. And um, if I want to keep my recordings, I have to pay $10 a month on top of the $60 that I've already paid. So it just worked out really expensive. So I switched to River uh, Riverside, which is cheaper. Again, I don't know the exact pricing, but let's say you know, if Squadcast is $40 for audio and video, Riverside is probably $20. Um, and Riverside has worked great for me so far. It records like, um, you know, HD video, records um, like studio quality sound, and it has different options. So I think, you know, if if we were having a, like if we were doing this conversation and let's say you had a podcast producer, I think you can also have the podcast producer on the call, but just not show up in the video. So like he can manage the sound and settings and stuff. Um, so to me that's that's like i would highly recommend riverside um and they also give you i think two hours for free so like if you've got an hour show Mm -hmm. you can basically record two episodes for free to see if you like it or not so
0: yeah that's really nice and actually i've interviewed the co-founder i think so of Squadcast, Mm, uh harry durant actually i've interviewed so yeah probably i I just cut this out and i'll just tag (laughs) it (laughs) you know if that works but I mean like I the the way I saw Squadcast is that you know there's just one guy, his name is Charlie okay. Jones, uh he has someone I interviewed way back, so uh so I was actually doing editing yeah. for him, so just you know normal editing and all that, and he actually mentioned that I found this something called Squadcast and it's really good audio producing. it's twenty dollars yeah, a yeah, month. Yeah. uh I don't know, maybe he must have faced some issues later on, but yeah, I think uh people can see this into account. I mean they just actually released. Squadcast 4, uh, 4.0, four yeah. uh, their version there, also released it. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, everyone uh, experiences different things. But, yeah, with your permission, I can just tag in yeah, my you. Name. Yeah, if go, he sees yeah, go that, for it. Maybe he Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah I, think be, being uh, a, be,
1: I was mm. going to say, being a software guy, I'm pretty sure that the billing issues that I fix is a bug, but I just didn't yeah. bother to raise it because I don't imagine they intend to charge people twice. I think they just never anticipated that there'd be a situation where you'd change subscriptions in the same month. Um, so i'm sure it's a bug so yeah feel free to tag him in and we'll see what happens
0: sure 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 yeah i think you know like you said uh probably that must have been people who are just like you know just pay whatever you want because yeah. probably people who are having high budget they would have yeah. uh you know targeted more yeah. so I think because i've been uh you know being targeted with their ads for so long like you know hey squad podcasts are yeah, 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 being yeah. their ads are really nice really <laughs> graphics really effective but yeah you know, uh so yeah, but definitely we, we will see. If, if this if things go south and that guy doesn't sue us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope everything goes. I hope everything goes well. Uh, so great. Uh just uh, one final yeah. question. Uh, this this totally out of the you know content sure. is uh, is it actually morning or evening?
1: It is five pm. Uh, so just like late afternoon.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So who was actually the last mm. person that you made smile
1: today? Ooh. I would hope that it's my girlfriend because it's the only person that I've seen today. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. That's a great, that is a that's great, great question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's really nice. That's really nice. Awesome. So Rob, thank you so much for being thank on you. the show. We are wrapping yeah. it up. Uh,
1: anything you want to ask me? Like tables turned uh, right now? Yeah, for sure. So I have two questions. So one, I would like to ask if you would like to be on my show, but we can talk about that later. That's totally fine. Um, and, but two, one of the questions that I do have to ask you is how hard have you found it, or like, have you like what challenge have you faced doing up to like you've done over a hundred episodes now, right? So like, was yeah. there was there ever a time when you were like, you know, I'm I've got to fifty seven, I'm done, I can't do this anymore? Um, well, the one thing actually, uh, it's not
0: podcasting. I mean, like, it, I I never thought that doing editing or anything mm. as such was really hard yeah. for me. The only thing that was hard for me is because I was doing college and studies and I have this business on the side I've been working on uh, relating to, you know, uh, helping, you know, uh, doing editing and uh, podcast production and all that stuff to some people. So that took a toll on me a lot, uh, like, you know, in order to, you know, keep up with them, talking with them, that took a lot of toll Mm -hmm. on me. So that might have hindered my podcast recordings a lot of time, because to be honest, you need to have like, a calm mind in order to do the recording yeah. it's not like you come from you know work and stress and you sit on yeah. there and you talk i don't want because it's a waste of time for me and yeah. the guest as yeah, well yeah. it won't be yeah. a good one now i'm relaxed i had like 15 seconds of just calm just scroll the yeah, instagram yeah, okay yeah. the world yeah. is you know even the world is dying yeah. still you know we are in the home like you know peacefully yeah. so yeah that's one of the things i actually face like personally yeah. but professionally i think with regarding to uh editing and all not much because i make sure that i have template of you know how to do proper things each and every single yeah. time and it just goes on the way so yeah and to answer your first question yes i'd be most humble to come on to the chat that should be awesome. really great and uh, we we will be playing that video where i i will send you the, you know who you look similar yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. we will be playing that video All right, awesome awesome great uh, so Rob, again, thanks so much for hopping on to the show to talk about you're podcasting welcome. and your insights in it. Uh, so podcasters, that's it, we are wrapping up the show. Uh, and yeah, important mm. question. So, if people want to find you, your show, yeah. or your services, yeah. or anything that you're yeah. offering, or even if you're helping people to create your RC feed, please let us Yeah, know.
1: for sure. Um, so uh, robj.me is the website, letter j rob.j.me. Um, So that's got everything on there. The new podcast is inside the podcast studio. So you can find that wherever you find podcasts. Um, I am at low carb Rob carb as in carbohydrates, low carb Rob everywhere on Instagram Um, and at inside the pod studio on Instagram. I post a bunch of like podcast related stuff behind the scenes of the show and that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, any of those things you can reach me. I'm super accessible. So that's great. And uh, guys, I will give every link in the description
0: below. So you can go and check out content relating to uh, inside the inside the studio podcast or coffee mm-hmm. and coding. And if you're interested in, uh, you know, creating analysis feed and all of that, you can definitely ask him. He will. Help yeah, you for out. sure. And if you'd like to know more about Jeff's Podcast Academy and learn the nuances in the field of podcasting, then you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Boobody J or follow me on Instagram handle, uh, which is podcast for podcasters or Jeff's Podcast Academy. Thanks again, folks. Uh, I will see you soon. Thanks so much. you welcome. Very welcome.